Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Childless Not By Choice. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and my supporters. First, I would like to thank Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation, serving Tampa, Florida, and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Thank you, Morgan Air, for recognizing the vision of Childless Not By Choice and being a part of it. And thank you for all your work in the community. Next, I would like to thank Alba Digital Media for creating my website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net, and for producing this podcast. To contact Alba Digital Media for your web building and podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. Finally, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. Thank you, Devoted, for your beautiful music and your awesome talent. To contact Devoted for your music needs, email devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. And if you would like to become a one-time or ongoing sponsor of Childless Not By Choice, please contact me at Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com. That's Sevilla at SevillaMorgan.com. Thank you so much for listening, and now on to the show. Well, hello everyone, Sevilla Morgan here. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless not by choice women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we could not, did not have the children we so wanted. I would like to thank you, Facebook and Twitter followers for your Facebook reshares and your Twitter retweets. It is always appreciated. And I thank you so much for uh, helping me spread the great news about this platform with your reshares and your retweets. Greatly appreciated. At this time too, I would also like to thank Lily. Thank you, Lily, for your email, thanking me for the newsletter and for the podcast. That means a lot to me as I continue to create content for us. So thank you so much, Lily. Hope all is well. Remember, you may register for the newsletter or listen to any podcast episode by simply visiting www.childlessnotbychoice.net. That's www.childlessnotbychoice.net. I have created and I am creating content for you on a regular basis And it's all on that website. Well, today I am going to discuss a subject for which I knew nothing, but for which I use regularly as my platform's byline. It's a funny thing about not knowing what you don't know, isn't it? (laughs) All through the platform and all of my intros, I say, quote, you can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life. Unquote. Never realizing that 
thought process could possibly have its roots in a sociological or psychological process for coping. As many of you know, if you've been listening for any amount of time, I wanted children more than anything on this planet. And I know that scares some people, especially those with children. Don't worry, I'm not going to grab your child. (laughs) I just, I'm like many other women who are childless, not by choice. We really wanted children. I managed pain and embarrassment for a decade attempting to buy time to possibly have a child. Ultimately, it did not happen. I wanted to have a child or children with someone who would help me raise them. I really could not imagine raising a child by myself. Although at one point in my 10-year journey, I did consider having one via IVF, in vitro fertilization. As I started to run out of time, and after two failed attempts at adoption, I was, I was getting desperate. I finally scheduled the surgery that would end my physical pain, embarrassing monthly accidents, and any hope I had left of ever having a child. I fought and struggled my way through sadness, bitterness, shame, fear, feeling like a second-class citizen, battling all the negative thoughts that tried to take up residence in my mind. I made the decision, the choice, to journey to a place of acceptance and realization that I would not have the children, and the lifestyle I had expected. I had to decide, what kind of life would I have? Would I allow myself to live as a self-imposed, second-class, shamed, and embarrassed about my situation citizen? Or would I make the decision to speak out about my situation, knowing there were millions of women experiencing a similar journey? women who were and are hiding in plain sight. Would I be willing to face down the critics who asked why I could not just get over it? Or my favorite, why don't you just adopt? Those of us in the uh, childless, not-by-choice community love that question the most. Could I really convince women around the world and men that they really could live joyful and relevant lives? Would they believe me? Do I believe me? Some days I believe it. Some days I ask myself, who am I kidding? I have my moments, especially around Mother's Day, where I feel like I am fooling myself. It's around that time that I feel like a fraud. And the link to that episode is right here in the show notes, where I... Tell everybody that I felt like a fraud. (laughs) But the alternative was scary. Depression, sadness, fear, bitterness, envy. I could not and cannot imagine living the rest of my life with those feelings as my narrative. There had to be an alternative. There will be moments of sadness weaved into the tapestry of our journey. But deep down, even during those moments when I feel like a fraud, when I don't believe me, I know I made the right choice. The choice to be relevant and joyful. The choice to help others. 
I had decided that the negative alternatives were just not an option. And remember, choice does not just happen. It is a process. There will be good days and there will be bad days. But underlying the ups and downs, the good days and the bad days, is that choice, that decision. So here's my point. It turns out that my byline of living a joyful and relevant life is much the same as Kaplan's theory of crisis. What is Kaplan's theory of crisis? I'm glad you asked. Kaplan, 1964, initially defined a crisis as occurring when individuals are confronted with problems that cannot be solved. These irresolvable issues result in an increase in tension, signs of anxiety, a subsequent state of emotional unrest, and an inability to focus for extended periods. Further, James and Gilliland, 2005, define crises as events or situations perceived as intolerably difficult that exceed an individual's available resources and coping mechanisms. Similarly, Roberts, 2000, defines a crisis as a period of psychological disequilibrium experienced as a result of a hazardous event or situation that constitutes a significant problem that cannot be remedied by using familiar coping strategies. Page 7. The Chinese translation of the word crisis consists of two separate characters, which paradoxically mean danger and opportunity. Green, Lee, Trask, and Reinschild, 2000. Crisis intervention thus provides opportunities for clients to learn new coping skills while identifying, mobilizing, and enhancing those they already possess. The following are characteristics of crisis events. The event precipitating the crisis is perceived as threatening. There is an apparent inability to modify or reduce the impact of stressful events. There is increased fear, tension, and or confusion. There is a high level of subjective discomfort. A state of disequilibrium is followed by rapid transition to an active state of crisis. And another piece of um, unquote, that's a, that's a quote from what I did, some research that I did. Another piece of um, research that I found said this, crisis intervention is an immediate and short-term psychological care aimed at assisting individuals in a crisis situation to restore equilibrium to their biopsychosocial functioning and to minimize the potential for long-term psychological trauma. The two things I really liked about the above information are that last sentence that I just read. Let me reread it. 
crisis intervention is an immediate and short-term psychological care aimed at assisting individuals in a crisis situation to restore equilibrium to their biopsychosocial functioning and to minimize the potential for long-term psychological trauma. The other thing that I liked, well, before I move on to that, let me also mention that I read this twice because it is so important to quickly work on minimizing the potential for long-term psychological trauma. Many people are afraid to go see a psychologist or psychiatrist, but it is important to see one immediately after a traumatic experience or crisis, no matter what it is. I know we're talking about childless, not by choice, and I'll make my point about that and how that connects to what I'm saying in a moment. But any trauma, any age, no matter how young or how old, it's important to seek assistance as soon as possible after the trauma. And in life, there will be trauma. There will be crisis. But there's also hope. Which leads to the other thing I liked. The meaning of the Chinese two-character definition of crisis. Danger and opportunity. These two words, danger and opportunity, are not typically used in the same sentence. But isn't it wonderful that the Chinese thought of the possibility of hope even during trauma, during crisis? Even in crisis, there is hope. Hope is what I hung on to for 10 years until my final surgery. I could have lost all hope after that surgery, but I decided to create a new hope. It didn't happen overnight. As I mentioned earlier, sometimes choice is a process. Your life may have taken a left turn. Maybe that IVF treatment failed yet again, and you cannot afford another treatment. Maybe you had to have that final surgery, that hysterectomy. Totally not what you had planned. And while trying the treatments or trying to hang on to that uterus, you had hope. But now that those hopes have been taken away, you must manifest a new set of hopes. A new hope. Life is a journey. You know that as well as I do. There will be ups and downs, backtracks, winding roads, fear, sadness, happiness, guilt, strengthening events, clueless people making clueless comments, and seemingly mentally weakening events. But throughout the entire journey, we must hang on to hope. I put the Kaplan's Theory of Crisis um, graph in the show notes. It's a pictorial graph of the progression of how we deal with crisis before, during, and after the crisis. So please take a look at the graph. I, I, I looked at it and it, just taking a look at a picture, for me, I'm a visual person. I, I like to write, so 
writing, even words to me are visual. That's how much I love words and love writing. But this is a picture. This is a picture. And I really hope that you'll take the time to look at it and see maybe where you are. And if you're visiting a psychiatrist or um, even a sociologist, I guess, or um, any any um, professional that you're seeking assistance from, see what they think about this. But if you look at the graph, you will see how many of us are going along, managing life pre-crisis, but during the crisis, which I call the glass half full or half empty visual, the affected person's coping mechanism drops precipitously. But then there are three levels of recovery. In the green level, you can see that the person recovered to higher than where they were before the crisis. Another person recovered to just about where they were or just a little lower when you look at the levels. And then the third level, a third person's coping capacity was seriously diminished. They did not recover per se. They may have either checked out of life or it would not take much to send them over the edge. Their mental, emotional state, maybe even physical state, is fragile. That's the third level, the third person. I believe the hope that you have held on to at the outset of the crisis, or a newfound hope post-crisis, is what helps a person to recover above and beyond that seriously diminished capacity to cope. This is how important hope is. So I am asking you to hang on to hope or find a new hope if life did not turn out the way you expected. If you do not have that baby you hoped for. If you never have that baby. If indeed you must watch women around you have child after child after child knowing some of them consider their children mistakes, watching some of them give up their little girls out of tradition, exchanging their children for that next drug-induced hit, even killing their children. I know I have asked you to do this in previous episodes, but I am going to ask you again. Whenever you hear about or see these heartbreaking stories, Pray for the child. I also want to ask you to help where you can in your community and find new hope. Recover to higher than where you were pre-crisis. Do not allow this crisis to take you to a place of hopelessness and diminished capacity to cope. Have hope. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Childless Not By Choice. And if you found value in this episode or the podcast and platform in general, feel free to drop by the website and visit the donation jar. I know I don't talk about it a whole lot, but there is a donation jar on the website and your donations help me with continuing to build the platform. And so, um, I work a full-time job as I'm doing this, so I have to carve time out for 
creating these episodes and of course, researching for the episodes. And I love it. I'm not complaining. I love this podcast. I love doing it. I love research anyway. So none of this is work, but if there is a contribution, whether verbally or financially, it's going to go towards the podcast. It's going to go towards the platform. Because as many of you know, the website is constantly changing. And with a subject matter like this, it kind of has to. It has to, to remain fresh. The content has to be freshened up on a regular basis. That means a, a new blog post every month. And um, I'm going to hopefully be getting some guest bloggers pretty soon. So I'm really looking forward to that. So you can hear other voices on the blog. The blogs are under the Reflections tab, by the way, on the website. And so there's always a new blog post on there, new podcast episodes. Um, whenever there's a third-party recording, if somebody interviews me or if I have a PDF of information that I think pertains to a particular disease state, such as maybe PCOS or endometriosis or fibroids, miscarriage, all of those um, pieces of information are going to be on the website. I, I will not always post um, every interview on this podcast unless I'm the one conducting the interview. If someone is interviewing me, it's going to be in the resources tab along with the PDF resources that I just mentioned examples of. So there is a lot going on because there are new people joining the platform all the time and everyone is at a different level in coping with something they didn't think they would have to cope with. Like me, I, I, I didn't think that this would be my life. I seriously did not. And so when something happens in life that you just were not expecting, it can be traumatic. And I know some people find that hard to understand. And uh, I still can't understand how mothers cannot understand how it feels not to be a mother and to be grieving that fact. But I'm hoping that this podcast speaks to the heart of mothers as well, that they just have to think about what if, what if you didn't have your kids? What would you do? What if you were trying to have these people that you love so much and it just was not happening? And what if it never happened? That it's so simple to me, but for some reason, I just, there are some people that are just not grasping it, but it's okay because the person I'm talking to is a person who's never going to have the child. So this, this platform is so niche down because there are people out there who had issues with infertility, but finally had the child or children. And I'm happy for you. I am so happy for you. I know you may not believe me, but I don't have a hateration bone in my body. I just wasn't made up that way. And maybe that's why I'm doing this. Maybe that's why God chose me to create and build this platform, because hateration is not one of my issues. It's just not. And it's not going to be. So I don't I don't hate on anyone. And I'm not envious. I just wanted what was mine and what I thought would be mine. And that's the life I thought I would have. I thought I would have children. And so that's the one woman I'm talking to, the woman who just 
thought she was going to have kids. And then it just doesn't happen. You walk into the doctor's office and they say, I'm so sorry. It's not going to happen for you. And then it doesn't. So just kind of, if if you're not in that demographic, kind of think about it like that. And maybe that'll get you closer to understanding how this platform feels. And so for those of you who've had um, infertility issues and then ended up having the children, you know, it's not that I'm trying to be mean or rude, but you got the child and I'm happy for you, but that's not the demographic that I'm, I'm going for. It's just not. And so I, I thank you for your support. If you are not part of this demographic, there is a group called Supporters of the Childless Not by Choice uh, platform, and that group has all types of people in there, male, female, young, old. They have children. They have grandchildren. They're just supporters. Some of them are the husbands of the women in the Childless Not by Choice group. So everybody's in that group. But then the Childless Not by Choice group that I have on Facebook is just for women. And it's just for women who are childless, not by choice. And yes, there are women in there who are still trying. And I tell them all the time, I will hope as long as you hope. I'll hope along with you. And if you end up having the child, I will be happy for you. Because that's just how I made up. And that's the point that I want to get the women in that group to. I want them to recognize that that pain will most likely always be be there. It's a pain of loss. It's just like losing a loved one. The pain will be there, but how do you deal with it? How do you live with it? That's the key. And I believe hope, building a new hope, is is um is what's going to work in this instance. So again, I really hope that you appreciated and enjoyed this episode. I, if you have questions, please um, feel free to message me in the group. If you're, if you belong to the group, Um, when you're joining the group, please answer the question. There are people who have asked to join, but for whatever reason will not answer the question. And if you don't answer the question, we can't help you because that question has to be answered. I have joined other groups. I have nothing to do with childless, not by choice. It's just other groups of, uh, of, of interests for me, and they have questions. And either you answer the questions or you don't, but if you don't answer the questions, they won't let you in. And so, you know, please answer the question so that we may help you. I have three admins who, uh, who welcome you in once you answer the question and they're there to um, to answer any questions that you have. They ha- have the heart that I have for this platform, and I thank them so much. I gave them a shout out on the last episode, but I thank them so much because when I'm asleep, they're awake, <laughs> and when they're um, asleep, I'm awake because you know that's just how this planet is set up. We live in different places, so. I just want to once again thank them for helping me as the platform is now growing and um, thanking them for affording me the time to write and to post my podcast, record my podcast episodes. So please come on in, join the group. That's they ha- they get to hear everything first. The group hears everything first and the people on the the newsletter 
hear everything first. So you can join the newsletter. You do not have to be childless, not by choice, to subscribe to the newsletter. And so please subscribe to the newsletter. There's a fresh new newsletter that comes out every month. And um, as I said, the group is growing. There are women in there conversing all the time. I'm so excited to see that. And healing is coming to hearts that have been broken into a million pieces. And that excites me. So thank you so much, everybody that's in the group. Thank you for those listening to the podcast, to this episode. Thank you very much. I am honored that you stopped by to listen. And um, I hope you will come on in. Don't be scared. Come on into the platform. Uh, Check out the website. There's a lot of information on there. Come into the group and talk. And even if you don't want to talk, even if you're not ready, there are women in there who said they joined, but they're not ready to talk. It's okay. You're still in the right place because you can at least see the conversations. And sometimes I'll do um, an audio or a video. So you can hear, listen, see. Pretty soon, one-on-one conversations are coming. I'm working on that now working on content, working on the small print, working on everything. So that is happening. And uh, I would love to see you in there, even if you just want to listen for now. That's fine. I get it. Trust me. I get it. So thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for all you do to help me spread the word. Check out the hashtags. I've got tons of hashtags now. I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put them in the um, in the show notes actually, so you'll see the hashtags that pertain to this group. These are hashtags I created and set up, so they go right back to the group. They're not just hashtags I made up and you know, just hashtag have a nice day. No, these are hashtags I created for the group. So please take advantage of them and help me spread the word by using those hashtags. Okay, so. <laughs> Thank you very much. Until next time, have a wonderful day wherever you are. Hang in there. Do the best with what you have and do the best with what you can. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.